Welcome to This Is Football. Bienvenidos a This Is Football. Second Tuesday of 2024. Second time we're here. That means we're batting a thousand. Not to take a a little pun out of a uh, out of the baseball world out there, but hey, we're batting a thousand. I told you guys, 9:30 Eastern Tuesdays, we'd be here. I'm here with you guys. We're gonna have two very special guests. Uh, some friends of mine that I know uh, who are both Inter Miami season ticket holders, um, and and they'll have their opinions uh, to let us know, you know, how how they feel about what's been going on uh, with Inter Miami over the last, you know, few years that they've been season ticket holders, and and we're gonna ask them some questions about some stadium atmosphere. We're gonna ask them some questions, uh, you know, about about how they get their tickets. All, all the little things that everybody would want to know if, if you're going to go to a game or uh, if you're thinking about becoming a fan of a club uh, or an MLS fan or, you know, just a fan of Messi or, or Suarez, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be able to let you know what it is that you need to know about the entire club behind the eyes of an Inter-Miami season ticket holder. But let's get into the show. We have a lot, a lot, a lot of things that are going on this week. The players are back. The players are back. So there were some rumors that Messi was in town this weekend to do his physical with the team over at team headquarters. The days are counting down to media day. Media day is on Saturday. We got that application in. We're waiting for the response. You know, we, we've, we've written to our, our buddies over in other media areas and, and are hoping that, uh, that we can see them over on Saturday at Drive Pink Stadium where the team will host the media for the first time. And Tata Martino will speak to the media as well as other players like the newest signing, Luis Suarez. He will be in gear practicing with the team, with Tata Martino on Saturday. And hopefully I will have the chance to be there and cover it for This Is Football, also for the other uh, a media partner that I work with, Arria Bolso, who covers Nacional. And as all of you know, Luis Suarez has been a big part of the history of Nacional. And so, therefore, I will be covering it for them as well. Uh, but no, none of the other, you know, always uh, follow me on, on social media. You have my at right there, at Danny Solana 5, D A N I, not D A N N Y. Let's get that straight. I'm from South America. We spell it D A N I. Uh, you know, not, no hate on, you know, on non-South Americans. That's just how I like to spell it. That's, you know, that's, that's where we're from. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned uh, or we, we, we put a clip uh, before the show started that this show is dedicated to uh, Franz Beckenbauer. And, you know, I just wanted to once again say rest in peace to, to the Kaiser, to the Emperor. Um, he was a standout midfielder, uh, you know, who, who started out as a midfielder and then ended up as a central defender. Um, and you know, he, he's often, uh, credited with, with inventing the, what's currently known as a sweeper in, in today's world of football. Um, and he's one of nine players who have won both the FIFA world cup, the European champions cup and the Ballon d'Or. Uh, so rest in peace, friends, Beckenbauer, uh, a legend of the game. You will be missed. And like I said, uh, like we said, this episode is dedicated to you. So moving on from those words, uh, and we see here, 
you know, our, our good friend, Don Cafecito, Steve Munoz. How's it going, buddy? Uh, good luck. Hope you get a chance at Suarez. Absolutely. So do I. Um, you know, if I get a chance to be there on, on Saturday, I will definitely, uh, you know, have have uh, have a chance to, you know, at least maybe get a word in with him or an interview or something. So that's, you know, that's definitely the goal. Um, you know, thank you for the support, Steve. You know, you're, you're always out here supporting all of us, uh, myself, you know, the battered herons, uh, really all, all of them, Miami Total Football, all the, the, the folks who cover in Miami or MLS. Uh, so thank you so much for, for covering. You should probably have your own show because you, my friend, are a, uh, a absolutely funny human being. And, uh, honestly, I, I think I'm going to have you on. So, uh, reach out to me, man. DM me. I'm going to have you on here maybe next week, maybe the week after, but uh, let's have you on. Let's talk some soccer. Uh, I want to get your opinions on, uh, on, on something. So uh, reach out to me, buddy. All right. Let, let's keep going forward with today's show. So I did mention the signing. We talked about Luis Suarez, but let's not forget that Inter Miami announced a new signing today. That new signing was Julian Gressel. You know, it's it's not it's not been you know it hasn't been a secret. So definitely, everybody knew that Julian Gressel was, uh, you know, was. Uh, <laughs> I I hear you, I hear you, uh, Chris. I will definitely definitely order a colada over to Steve Munoz's house if uh, if he joins the show next week. I will order it and have it delivered from La Carreta uh, or Versailles. We'll see, you know, what what's closer to him. But getting back into it, Inter Miami today announced the signing of Julian Gressel, who is a right back, right wing back, uh, could possibly slot in there for, uh, you know, Yedlin uh, or Harvey Neville, who is still on the roster. And we don't know what's going on with, with, with him right now. Um, but big, big news, a player who, you know, used you know played with Tata Martino uh, when he played for Atlanta United. He is an absolute MLS veteran with over 200 MLS games. Uh, under his belt he's got uh, a hand a handful of goals you know about 25 goals uh in the mls as well he won the championship last year the mls cup with the columbus crew uh he was a part of that team let's not forget um and he was also if, if i'm not mistaken part of tata martino's atlanta united team that won uh one of the mls cups so an absolute fantastic signing uh the inner miami signed him to a three-year deal with an option to a four-year Let's not forget he is 30 years old. So if he plays out the length of that contract, he would play into about his his year, his 34 years uh, years old. And uh, you know that that's a little bit high in soccer age. But we'll see how that works out for for Inter Miami. Uh, we'll see how you know it, it goes out from them. But I do want to play uh, a video I have here of of Julian. Uh, you know, the, the club interviewed him and I thought it was interesting the things that he had to say. So let's let's hear from Julian here for a second. It's a club that wants to win, wants to be ambitious over the next few years. And obviously that's shown over the last summer um, with who's come here um, as, as signings. And I want to be part of that. To know that they were interested in signing me through free agency is it was something, you know, I was honored about. and. Um, I want to win, you know, and I want to I want to be able to win more MLS Cups, more different types of trophies as well. And um, I felt like this is a great spot to be for me to do that. 
um, over the next few years of my career, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. Tata is a coach that got my career kind of off the ground. Um, you know, he drafted me out of college, and I was able to, to then play right away for him in Atlanta in, in a few different positions. You know, we have a good relationship. He's a, he's a great coach, a tactical coach that I think demands a lot from you and then has his clear ideas of how he wants, to, how he wants us to play. And um, I'm excited to kind of, yeah, work to him again through a, you know, a preseason to get ready for, for a really difficult season, I think, what, it, what it's going to be. But, um, you know, I'm super excited and pumped to, to kind of do that. And, uh, yeah. I think first and foremost I'm a hard worker, I'm a guy that gives everything every single day, that tries to get better every single day, that, that tries to work um, you know, through ups and downs, um, not just uh, you know, in, in the season but throughout his career and um, I'm a guy that believes that if you put in the work that then you'll, you'll be rewarded. So thank you Inter Miami for that wonderful interview, um, but as you can see you know, it, it looks like Julian Gressel is ready to hit the round, uh, the ground running. He's ready to get out there on the field, you know, with Messi, with Suarez, with Campana, with Busquets, with Alba. The gang's all back. The gang's all back together. And we don't even know, you know, who, who, who else could be coming in. A lot of players have been rumored, excuse me, over the last couple couple of days we don't know if it's pure smoke we don't know if there could be something to those one of those uh if if we all know is uh Cristian Medina who is the midfielder from Boca Juniors and you know he he was he was offered Inter Miami offered seven million for him a couple weeks ago Boca Juniors you know vehemently rejected that they thought he was worth you know, maybe 20 million, something like that. I've been told by by Nico, who who we all know uh, is part of the podcast, that Boca won't let him go for anything less than 15 million, which is his release clause. But I don't know. I, I don't know if, if if it's worth it. I don't even know if Inter Miami can can pay the, the you know the 15 million release clause. Uh, he, he might. You know, they, they might. They might not. Is it worth it? The, the thing is. If Inter Miami pays a 15 million release clause, brings in this player, how, how are they going to do to to sell him? They would have to sell him for more than 15, and it's it's very rare for an MLS player to get sold for that much. So, you know, I, I see we have our guests here in the waiting room. I am so excited to bring them both in. Two buddies of mine. Uh, it's funny enough, I can see them here. One's wearing an Inter Miami jersey, which I love. The other one is wearing a Real Madrid jersey, which I also love. This is going to be lovely to bring them both in. So I want to bring in G and Kevin into the This Is Football chat. What's up, boys? How's it going? I'm actually going to change the screen here. Yeah. around for our, for our fellas over here. I'll put myself in the middle. How's it going, fellas? Everything everything well? Freezing, man. Freezing up here in Nashville. It's a, yeah. it's a bit cold, rainy up here in Atlanta. So, But, you know, hanging in there. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for, for coming on. Both of you have been uh, big supporters of the show. Uh, not only big supporters of the show, but, you know, we played soccer back in the day. So, uh, you know, first and foremost, um, I, I want you to, to introduce yourselves. Uh, I'll let you go first, G, uh, you know, just give the, the folks a little background of yourself, uh, and kind of, you know, where you played and, you know, what, like what, what it is, why are you an Inter-Miami season ticket holder? Basically, that's it. <clears throat> Man, where I played, well, I played down in Miami with you guys growing up. I'm probably one of the youngest of the group, you know, so. Say 
even even Kevin was a few years ahead of me. Played in Killian, you know, played in SKS uh, with the legendary Bongo. So shout out to Bongo. Nice. Um, <clears throat> why am I into Miami fan, man? Because you know, believe it or not, Kevin, Kevin and I, um, when we played together in college, we really felt we started to follow the MLS. His bitch has follows Real Madrid. You know, I used to follow Inter Milan, but we really got into it. And he used to be like the original Orlando City fan. <clears throat> and I started following with him a little bit here and there. So, you know, the second the Miami, the Miami team got announced, we knew we had to be there. We got the season tickets, even though we, well, we were living together. We were living both in Miami at the time, but, you know, COVID hit. So we weren't able to utilize that first season and stuff. So, you know, that's been the, the journey here with Inter Miami and painful, painful years until, until the last transfer window. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. What about, what about you, Kevin? Well, I, you know, in Kendall, played at uh, Southern Soccer Coalition at the beginning, back in the day. Um, played at Killian, then played with G, at, you know, at Warner. Um, and man, we're we're Inter Miami fans because you know, we, like everybody that follows the podcast, we we played in Kendall, we played in Miami. Some of us played for for the original, you know, Miami uh, the academy, the original academy, and it was one of those things that we actually had finally a, a professional team. I enjoyed watching Orlando because we were living in Orlando at that time in my life. And, you know, it was the first MLS team seeing Kaká come in. It's like, wow, you know, Kaká, Real Madrid, Ballon d'Or. It was pretty exciting. And then once Miami announced, I was there on announcement day at uh, at the, what's it called? Oh, man. In downtown. They did it at the... Um, yeah, Sosa was there too. Yeah, in this game, man. They, I forget what it's called. At the, at the Art Center, I believe. Oh yeah, when they did the unveiling or, or like the yeah, announcement. The announcement. I was I, I was there that day, and you know it was just one of those things. I was I was in downtown working. I was like, I told my boss, look, I, I got to run out for lunch because they're doing this, and and I was I was there, and it, it's just exciting to see it grow. But then you know it's underwhelming. The past three four seasons, it's just it's not there yet, man. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. But I mean, look, every, you know these guys are making fun of you because you're <laughs> they say you're an original Orlando fan. Look. There wasn't a team down here. Wasn't team so Florida, yeah. There, there wasn't a team. So the only team that you could technically root for was Orlando, and they had some decent players, like you said. They had Kaká, and they brought in some other guys. You know that back back in the days, you know us soccer kind of dorks, we we, we follow that type of stuff. So it was a closest team we had down here. So hey, I can't fault you for that. But like <laughs> you said, now you're an Inter Miami fan. Uh, I see. I see. You know our friend Alvaro here is saying Miami FC or nothing. Yeah, I've never. <laughs> we just weren't open up for fusion. I know, I know. I, I've been to a couple of Miami FC games and I haven't seen Alvaro there, so I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> so, you know, when I see him there, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, then he'll, he'll, we'll invite him on the show. But until then, you know, we'll, we'll see. But so I want, I really want to get into the, the season ticket holder thing because both of you, so, you know, for, for those of you joining the show, uh, you know, both Kevin and G, they both have season tickets, both season ticket holders, uh, at least for the last few years. And, uh, but they both don't live in, in Miami. Uh, G lives in Nashville and he could, you know, easily have season tickets in Nashville and, and be a, a Nashville fan. And he's not Kevin, the same thing in Atlanta. Both teams have, you know, good fan bases and all that, but both have season tickets in Miami. Um, you know, what, what, first of all, I want to ask you, have you been to the games, both of you in like in Nashville, not against Inter Miami, but against like regular games against other teams. And then when you come down to the Inter Miami stadium, drive pink, now that, that Inter Miami has Messi, can you give me kind of your both of your kind of opinions of like what the two different of the fan bases are 
like when you go to a national game or an Atlanta, because I've been to an Atlanta United game. I've never been to a, a national game over there. So, I mean, Ke- Kevin, I mean, you, you can tell you can tell me. I, I know, but go for it. So I, I've been to all three. <laughs> Obviously, well, there you, you go. Know, G was the, my best man at the wedding. So, I you know, I visit him often and. And you know, I was able to see the final in Nashville, and and that was that was epic. That was one of those things that it was insane. There was probably more Inter Miami fans than than there were Nashville fans. But here in Atlanta, it's just the culture, man. The stadium, and just being like we have the to me, we have the best MLS stadium, and in Atlanta, right in the city, and just the stadium itself, it's amazing. It's um, not a soul soccer stadium. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not a soul soccer stadium, but you know. But the fact that it's mainly for that, like who watches the Atlanta Falcons? Come on, like the stadium is. Well, it, it, it is a good. The only the only thing is missing is real grass because real grass. really the, you know the turf sucks. But honestly, I mean, it is a badass stadium. I mean, really, you can go to a, a, a you know an Atlanta United game on a Saturday and eat some Chick Fil A, and it's all good. I mean, honestly, just right there, you're winning. I mean, you're winning. Well, well and, and you know, let's talk about the food and the cost of actually going to a game, and you know, you get. $4 drafts, $5 drafts, where, you know, in other places, I don't want to say where you're paying, you know, $20, no, you can $18. Say <laughs> I think, I mean, I drive pink. It's, it's yeah, insane, you're paying man. 12 12 16 you know, depending on what type of beer you drink. It is. I mean, the prices. A beer. Are, like, absolutely. My thing is, like, soccer is about family, right? Like, it's football is de la familia. You, you go with your son, you go with your uncle, you go with your grandfather, you go with your boys, you go with your wife, girlfriend, et cetera. And it's like, it's become this Miami outing. And, like, like, I'm not trying to go to the club to watch soccer. Like, I'm, I'm trying to go with my family, right? But that's so not how they me, advertise it because they advertise the whole, like, stay after the game in the, what is it called, the little the little club? Right, the Northwest Club. The yeah, Northwest, Northwest Club. club yeah, because yeah, they have the little DJ up there in the second floor, and they want you to stay for drinks and stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they kind of market it as as a party, and, and, and that's what kind of what they want. Um, but then the thing is La Familia, right? Like, they, they stay La Familia, but – is it really geared towards family? Here we go. I mean, no, and, and I, I'm I'm glad that you bring that up because it's it's a really interesting topic, and, and it's you know we could probably do. Oh, I can be here all night. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So, but it's really good that you bring it up, and I know G has a completely opposite kind of maybe an opposite you know opinion here, and, and I see both sides. But I mean, Inter Miami was I guess family friendly you know, before Messi came here when the tickets were like that. And everybody complained because they wanted, you know, Inter Miami and 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 they wanted they wanted the front office to bring better players and all that. Well, hey, they, you know, finally George Moss, David Beckham has put up their end of the deal. You have to, you know, bow down and give them props. They brought you Messi. They brought you Suarez. They brought you Jordi Alba. They brought you Busquets. All guys that you hate because they all played for Barcelona. But now you have to love them. Gee. How about that, bro? How does that feel that that Kevin has to love all the Barcelona players now? I know we were together cheering Messi's first goal when he scored that free kick against Cruz Azul. We were watching it in Atlanta, and he had yeah. to celebrate it. He couldn't. He couldn't help himself not to. Yeah. So and so 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 I know like Kevin says he wants it to be more of a fan, and I know you. We we've talked about this offline, and and we've had you know kind of chats in our or, or discussions in our chats and stuff. So what's your point of view in terms of like? bringing the Messi and bringing Messi and all these star players and the, now the prices are going up. Well, hold on, Danny. First to go back, the atmosphere here when we went to like the oh, Nashville, the Nashville stadium, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. They have like their little Warraurawa going, people are standing, singing the whole time. 
it's not as intense as the one I'd say in Miami, but you know, the stadium was packed and the game that I went to the first one was, who was it? I can see, I think it was against um, the Galaxy and the Galaxy sucked last season. So it wasn't even like, hey, we're going to see some good players, but the stadium was pretty packed and it gets pretty packed, I think, every single game. So they have a strong following because I think Nashville very much like Orlando is one of those expansion clubs that had a following in the USL before they actually made it to the MLS, you know? So those teams, I think, just historically have a stronger core fan base, whereas like you're into Miami, unless you've been around for the Fusion or one of the USL teams that didn't necessarily make that promotion. Well, funny enough... A lot of the Vice City, a lot of the Vice City uh, guys in the Barra Brava used to be <clears throat> in the in the yeah the the, the ultras when it was a Miami Fusion, and That's I know amazing. a bunch of them. So it's unbelievable that they would come and cheer on you know Chris Henderson when he was a player. Now Chris Henderson is the you know the general manager, or the president of, uh, yeah. of soccer operations, whatever, and, and they're coming back to cheer him on. And you know it's it's kind of crazy, it's, and it's all come full circle. So. Well, yeah. Now, so talking about now the the Inter Miami, uh, you wanted you wanted to say, what were we saying about? No, that I, I was asking you. You were talking about the atmospheres, and you said yeah, you were yeah, pleasantly yeah, surprised no, about Nashville. But then we were talking about how the prices now here in Miami are going up, and how you know fans like Kevin, you know, and, and other Real Madrid fans are saying, oh, complaining about you know prices going up that they want to take their families to the game. And I guess you know, what, what, how do you feel about that? I just think you can't have it both ways, man. Like you, you're a fan of the game, but you just got to understand ultimately, like it's a business, man. It's a business. And especially here, you know, in the United States, like nowhere, not the Heat, not the Dolphins, no team here is going to be like, oh, you know, we're going to stay true to the fan base and et cetera. Like if you can't afford a game, you can't afford a game. Unless it's the Marlins that they're giving them out, like, you know, with Domino's Pizza or Pizza Hut, you know, because they're, <laughs> they can't fill up that stadium. But aside from that, like if you have, if you got some stars, you got to pay for those stars, you know. We wanted better players. You wanted the team to have like better exposure and things like that. So, you know, it's a it's unfortunate, I think, because it prizes out a lot of the people that should be able to go. But I think at the same time, is you can't you can't just have it both ways. Look at freaking Barcelona, what they're doing, right? They gotta now sell the freaking grass. They've been selling pieces of like the the first you know stadium before it got renovated and things like that, just to be able to pay and cover. You know, like one way or the other, you're gonna have to make the money back absolutely absolutely no I, and and i think that's really what, what it's at but look kevin i don't i, I spoke to some folks over that you know that are seeing ticket holders in st louis they told me that the prices are just about the same it's like 200 bucks a game over there to go so i mean well to, to go watch a, a, an inter miami game because my neighbor my front neighbor has season tickets for atlanta and you know you you look around the league and everybody increased about you know 10 15 20 percent max but Inter Miami season tickets increased 130. percent That's that's just unheard of. That's just stupid. Like you have yeah, they people. Gotta, they gotta pay for Suarez, man, and maybe Cristian Medina. You never know. Yeah. I mean, but he's but, got but, a 15 but, million release clause. So what bothers me is the fact that they sell you on La Familia. We're gonna take care of you from the beginning, and we're we were there from the beginning, right? We've been there every year since, and. I'm, I didn't renew my ticket, my season tickets this year because of that. I was like, this is where I draw the line. There's no stadium. If I go down to Miami, I have to go drive 45 minutes an hour to go to Fort Lauderdale to watch a game, to pay $20, $30. It's an outing where I'm going to spend six, $800 in one night if, if I go with my wife and my son. Like, it's, it's just, it's kind to that side of being expensive without seeing any true, true results to me yet. 
Yes, we want. It's not about the results. I just think it's about like the way the special the special treatment that season ticket holders are supposed to get, Danny. Like I think the Heap does a pretty good job. Um, I'm not sure about the Dolphins. I don't know many people there, but I have seen like even in other in other MLS teams, you know, you get like little special packages and things like that. You know, like dumb stuff. But like in the so in the Miami one, I think the one thing that that season ticket holders are really pissed off about this year was. They thought that they were going to get the right to refusal for their own seats. Hey, Nashville the did it all the way. And so, yeah, Nashville, Nashville did it, Nashville I think, last year for the whole, the whole even thing. Even to the right? final. Even to the final. I, I sat next to a lady right. that said, I asked her, like, how much did you pay for a ticket? She goes, oh, I paid $65 because she that's what she paid for her season ticket. Mind you, there's people sitting next to her that paid $1,200, $1,300. I was just like, that's, that's what a club should do to its season ticket holders. Like, I agree. That have I been agree. there for, from the beginning. I mean, I, I, I would I mean I, I can't argue with you. And and look, as a season ticket holder for the Miami Heat, not and not for Inter Miami, I mean, they do treat their their season ticket holders very, very well. I went to the game last night with, with my wife and son. I posted about it on social media. Hey, I got there and what 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 did I get? I got a bag with a little tumbler, a little lunchbox, and a little pin that said something about the heat. And hey, I loved it. They even gave my son a t-shirt. So I mean, look. Yeah, it's the little details. It's the details. Absolutely. We get a card that was saying, like, season ticket holder. That's it. That's all we got. Yeah, but but you also have to understand that that the Heat, the Dolphins, even the Marlins have been franchises in the Miami area or in the South Florida area for more than 30 years now. Where Inter-Miami, you know, has a rather, I want to say, even though, you know, George Moss has been in business in, in the Miami area for a super long time, in terms of owning a sports franchise, He's kind of a—I don't want to say rookie because he's got four no, years under his belt, but he's kind of new at it. He is, and and and, and he's and he's so he's gonna learn, and I think it's gonna take time and yeah, all that. But to me, Danny, that's like basic marketing and like advertising. This is why how you create like brand awareness. You know, they did a fantastic job selling like the messy. Um, you know, you could tell like the production and the money that went into like the marketing and the advertising. It's the same thing when you go ahead and you want to build like a core because at the end of the day, like. If you build a core fan base, you're building like a core season ticket holders. Man, that's a guaranteed bread right there. Of course. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. The Mavericks, I I think, do it quite well, too. Definitely. No, uh, most of the NBA NBA teams do a very good job because I know a lot of folks around the NBA and and I know folks that work in the NBA. And again, they all do a very, very good job. Same thing in the NFL. They treat the media well. They treat their fans well and all that. So uh, I think Inter-Miami is going to get it eventually. Um, I, I just think they're they're very focused on winning a championship or winning an MLS Cup, and so they're doing whatever they can to get there. And then maybe they'll say, okay, now that we won it, we can focus on you know making everybody else happy or something. And look, I don't fault them, but hey, we'll see we'll see what happens. Yeah. But yeah, but, I want to get but, into uh, bringing, go ahead, go ahead. Br- bringing old retired players is not the way to do it. Oh, oh, I mean, bring, I have to, I, you can bring Messi. I'm with you with bringing Messi. Superstar, eight-time Ballon d'Or. As much as I disliked him growing up, you gotta give him his dues, right? He's a great player, World Cup winner, etc. But you bring Jordi Alba, you bring Sergio Busquets. With that type of money, I've always said we could bring more talent. And if you're selling the Miami lifestyle, you're selling the Miami ticket prices, you're selling the Miami beer, you're selling the Miami hot dog. Bring players that are gonna be at that caliber, not for one season or two, but for the future. Sell right. me on on a season ticket holder. Hey, we have a future. We're not just going to compete one year. Then that's it. 
Bro, but it's the it's the MLS. It's a development league. Like you know, you're not holding on to a good player for three years plus. You know, so like I think that's also unrealistic that you're gonna like pay pay me for the future. Yeah, but I see what he's saying because I mean, Kevin's kind of saying like, hey, bring me a Thiago Almada. You know, somebody who's who's gonna who's you know 19, 20, 21, and a baller, and then we're gonna sell him for twenty five million later. But there's not a lot of Thiago Almadas that are gonna come to the MLS. And so, for and I'll Look give at Real you Real Madrid is picking them directly out of the club. So right. I mean, yeah. I, well, yeah. Endrick, Endrick is 16, 17 years old. He's going mm-hmm. right to Real Madrid. So, I mean, absolutely. I mean, there's there's a very big market that MLS has to compete with in Europe, in South America, and it's very, very, very tough. So, but I want to I want to get in really quickly to uh, to one. Uh, a game that I want to play with you guys, something that I'm I'm introducing new to the show here, and let's see, we're gonna get some game show music in there, <laughs> and I'm gonna see if I can bring the visual up. And this game show is called Choripan <laughs> o Mila Alpan, and I want to know, guys, and we're gonna start with you, G. <clears throat> are you a Choripan guy or are you a Milanesa Alpan guy? Choripan all day. Let the jokes come in. Doesn't matter, but Choripan all day. <laughs> Choripan all day. What about you, Kevin? I like choripan, pero con el pan. G likes it without the bread, you know? Oh, man. Damn, really? Really, G, man? I, I didn't know that, man. I didn't know that. That's news to me. I might have to cut that up and put that out there. G <laughs> likes the choripan sin pan. I didn't, I didn't know, bro, but I appreciate you guys for playing. Me, I'm more of a milanesa de pan kind of guy. I'm going to be on that mix. Yeah, I don't know if that makes me a messy, more of a messy guy or a Suarez guy, because like, I guess choripan is more Uruguayan than than, than you know, Milanesa Alpan, but I've always hey, that's, that's me, Indian, but you know, maybe I just don't have that many Uruguayan friends, yeah, maybe same. not, man. There, there's Steve Sanchez, he says, uh, Choripan. So, like, you guys, you guys have three, three Choripans all together there. All right, so <laughs> I want to bring up a couple, a couple other uh graphics up on the board, and this is really more so going into next week. You know, Inter Miami already has a game next week, they play El Salvador uh, next week. Not, and that's pretty nuts all in together that an MLS team is going to play a national team. Uh, we can go again a whole another hour on yeah. that. That's absolutely crazy. But with the current lineup that we have or the current roster that we have today, these are the two possible starting lineups that I've kind of put together. Um, and I'm going to throw it up there, cover my face, and I'm going to let you guys kind of go at it. But, you know, we have Drake Callender, the the one and only back there in the keeper. And absolutely. And Tata has, has shown that he'll either play a 3-5-2 kind of 5-3-2-ish or maybe a, a 4-3-3. So I kind of went with the 3 5 2 first. And right now, I mean, the back line does not look that strong. I mean, I put Noah Allen in there because that's what he kind of played. Uh, Christoph and Toto Aviles, um, not that, you know, not that strong. We got a really good signing today in Julian Gressel. I think that's a yeah. fantastic signing for Inter-Miami. You really think he's on um, a bench yelling though? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he'll put Yedlin in that back three. And that's where I kind of wanted to ask you guys what you no, guys thought about worse. it. And then yeah. you have Jordi Alba there. So I don't know what he's going to do. The good thing is Gressel can either play a right back in a, in a 4-3-3 or he can play that right wing back in a 3-5-2, which is fantastic, which I don't think Yedlin is a very good right wing back. I don't know what you guys think about that. No. So I think he gets caught up. I just think, I just think about the fundamentals, you know, right. like a right, like a, when a right wing back or even the traditional, like, you know, right back role, like, I just think yelling for, for this team right now that we're looking for like more precision when you're crossing the ball, coming out the back. I just, you know, I think he lacks those fundamentals. He's gotten away with it before because he was fast, 
you know, and that's all you wanted, a freaking bullet down there. But nah, I just don't, I really don't think, I think he's going to get exposed now. I think with the, with the talent that we got coming in, like we're really going to hopefully see him hit the bench. So I I think with this three, five, two, when I look at it, it's non-existent to me, you have to go four in the back just because we don't have three true center backs without Miller. Now we don't have another true center back that, that can, you know, deal with Kristoff and Aviles down there. So to me, to me, to me, that's the start right there. I mean, no, Allen is great. He's he's developing well, but I I don't think long-term into a season, we can run the the five in the back. There's just no, I I don't Yeah. He still likes more field awareness to be able to play center back. I think he's decent as a left back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I like I like the fact that I'm getting that that we're getting a fans two fans, but fans who have very good soccer knowledge on the show and are giving me their opinions on this because, uh, as you know, we get a lot of a lot of pushback or a, a lot of I don't want to call it hate, but we do get a lot of pushback on this show with you know the fact that uh, you know maybe we we pride ourselves on having too much knowledge or you know or or we like the South Americans too much. So I, I like the fact that I'm getting two other. Uh, two other folks to to chime in on here, but there you go. I put the four three three up there. I know I shared this with you before. I know G was extremely pissed off at me because I left somebody off. I for, I even <laughs> forgot who it was. So I'm gonna let you remind me, man. I I don't, I don't even remember who it was. Bro, Robbie Robbie Robinson is gonna take over that left that left wing, man. I have I have big 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 money riding on him showing up this season. <laughs> really? So you think you think Robbie Robinson is gonna is gonna put Taylor on the bench? In that four three three, or maybe somebody else that that uh, Inter Miami would bring. I think so, man. I I really no <clears throat> like bullshit bullshit aside. I really think he'll give us like a good fifteen minutes a game, and you know just bring another another feel to it. You know what I mean? Because we we I especially think with all the games that Inter Miami is going to play this season, you know there's going to be minute minute management, if you will, for the likes of Messi and whatnot. Because you know you really want to milk that. You really want to make sure that he gets more games instead of just you know, playing the whole 90 minutes, you know, maybe averaging a good 60, 75 minutes, I think would be naive not to think that like this season, given his age and where he's at in his football career, that we're not going to go ahead and do, you know, some LeBron numbers. We're going to, you know, decrease, decrease some of the minutes that he's getting regularly. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go off track here. And, and to me, you're missing a player that, that was key in our, in our second season uh, and, you know, going into last year at the beginning, Mota, Mota played well. He's not even on here. I don't know if we still have him. I think we still do. Um, yeah, and, and he's he, still on the Inter Miami roster. Uh, I I just didn't. Like I said, I, I come, didn't put yeah. him on there. Mm. Well, I, I don't. So so if he is gonna stay on the team, and if that's what Tata wants, to me the three starting midfielders should be with Sketch, Gregory, and Mota. Um, Gomez, yeah, Paraguay national team, etc. But to me, they're still. They're still too young. Gomez, I have zero faith in Gomez. I I rather put Farias up top for Taylor and you know Suarez and Messi up top, right? Farias, Suarez, and Messi. I, I'd have them up top and go a bit more, you know, Gregory Busquets and let Mota, you know. I could I could see through. that. I could see that, but 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 I don't like that you're kind of going back on your own thing, Kev, because you said <laughs> that you wanted the young guys and them to you know invest in yeah. the young players, and so you have Gomez, who's a U twenty two. And, you know, you have these other guys who, you know, you maybe have a Cremashi or a David Ruiz. Personally, I would prefer Inter-Miami, uh, if I were a, an Inter-Miami diehard fan, to get, you know, to, to trade or get rid of Mota and Gregory, bring in bring in two uh, or one really good center back, which 
Yeah. So, and for those of you folks who have stuck around here, I see that there's eight on here as, as far as on the YouTube. I don't know who's watching on the other platforms. But for those of you who have stuck around, breaking news, uh, Inter-Miami is looking to trade for a center back within the okay. MLS. So they are looking to trade okay. for an, a center back within the MLS. So, so who are we trying to trade? Uh, like who's on that, that platform I, to be traded? That I, can't, <laughs> that I can't share with you yet. Uh, but well, if, apparently, but apparently, will... apparently, Mota and Gregory. So, but yeah, um, I, I'd be all for it. Yeah, you know, Ruiz showed he's got potential. Uh, obviously, Crema, Crema had a, a really good season. Gomez has his Gregory would, out. Be, would be dumb, man. Like, we need a but Mota, yes, heads. yeah, Mota let him go. He's replaceable. You know, we got the likes of Ruiz and Kremashi that I think you know are Correct. quite versatile in the midfield. Mm -hmm. But to let go of like your other good solid D mid I'm not gonna say he's fantastic because we didn't have him most of the last season last year but you know he's proven himself to be able to control yeah. like a five yeah I mean I, I think he's good enough to, to give good minutes I don't I don't think he's good enough to be the starter uh for a, an MLS Cup team that's my personal opinion okay. uh, I, I think know. he lacks I think I think he lacks a lot of technical ability to to be that five and, and I think Busquets needs to be that five now the reason why I mentioned Gregory as a trade is or or as maybe getting sold is because they, they've been mentioning him a lot with he's been linked to Bahia he's been linked to Botafogo um okay. so he's been linked to clubs within Brazil we get and so correct uh, we could get at mm -hmm. least what you know what we're what we owe him or more a little bit more correct so so it's definitely a possibility that he's one to go so that's why I mentioned that but all right guys before I let you go I want to throw up one more thing up there that I didn't share with you guys before but I want to. I want your guys' opinion on this, even though I know what it's gonna be. But this is what <laughs> La Tabla de Posiciones looks like in the eliminatorias right now in South America. I want only your guys one team there is undefeated, Danny. I Thank know, you. I know, but I, but Thank I want, you. I want to know, I want to know. Give me the six teams that are going to. The it's easier. It's easier, it's easier to give you the three that are not gonna make it. All right, there you go. Give me that. Give me the three that are not gonna make it. Let's do it that way. The Bolivia, 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 Peru, and Paraguay. The bottom right. three for me. Well, no, the bottom three for me. I, I don't think Chile's got it in them this year, man. I, I hate to say it. Chile's always been good. You know, multiple Copa Americas. I don't think they have it in them to, to make it to the World Cup. Um, I think Chile, Bolivia, and Peru will be out. All right. Well, some big some big statements there from, from these guys. I think guys. Colombia top three, top three finish for sure. Hey, Colombia has some really, really nice players, man. Young, young team uh, that could mature very well come come the World Cup. Okay. So, watch out. I mean, I think the the two teams that are that are there that have the the best young players, I think, are Uruguay, Colombia, okay. and maybe Ecuador. Those are the three top teams with the best young players in South America right now. So, watch well, out for those three teams. Well, we got to make up America count, and that's when I think yeah. we can really start to dream about it. Absolutely. I mean, when you talk about young players, you, you can't you can never leave out Brazil. I'm sorry. With the likes of Vinny Rodrigo, they just, they don't have a good coach. Or well, hopefully this new guy will come in and, and see you know we'll see what happens. But you, you can never put it up there right now. Brazil when you're, consistently, Brazil has had a roster. Points, when you're two points behind Venezuela after six games, when you're two points uh, behind Venezuela after six games, you can't talk to them. Brazil's Brazil. I will always respect them and, and just the quality of players they have, you know, and that's that's because of this right here. <laughs> Past 20 years, uh -huh. nothing to show for it. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Thank you so much for coming on, man. If you guys, I don't know, if you guys want to plug anything, you guys have any Twitters or anything you guys want to plug or whatever. If not, thank you so much for coming on. Buy me a beer any when you see me. That's the plug. 
There you go. Uh, best of luck, man. So come, come visit the you. Thanks, guys. Dale, thank you, Danny. All right. So that was G and Kevin, two Inter Miami season ticket holders. Well, as you can as you can hear, Kevin did not renew his season tickets this year because of his strong words there. And for those of you that that just joined in, you can go back. Um, you know, into earlier in the podcast, Kevin had some really, really, really strong words there. Uh, for Inter Miami and their front office. Um, you know, I think we've had a fantastic program. Once again, uh, I want to thank Kevin and G for coming on. I want to thank all of you who have been in the comments and have stuck with us for this entire program that we have dedicated to El Kaiser. Franz Beckenbauer, may he rest in peace. One more thing that I wanted to mention um, that. I think is extremely important with what's going on. I'm not sure if those of you that I've followed or are, are following have heard, but there is some uh, very serious events going on in, in, in Ecuador uh, today and tonight. Uh, so if, uh, if all of you could please uh, keep all of the citizens of, of Ecuador and your thoughts and prayers tonight, um, I would greatly appreciate it. I have some family over there. Um, they are all safe, uh, thank God. Uh, but uh, once again, I, I would appreciate it if uh, if you could uh, just keep them in your thoughts tonight. So once again, for This Is Football, I'm Danny. I'll see you again next Tuesday. We have Inter-Miami Media Day on Saturday. I hope to be there and reporting live for you guys on Twitter. And I will have, if I do get there, I will have some information and some clips for you on the show next tuesday let's see if we can get steve muñoz on the show next tuesday and if we cannot i will find somebody else to get on the show next tuesday for this is football once again see you guys i'm out